Hey, how's it going, Shell? Hey, happy 2024. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that it's already over a week into it and we're almost just a couple weeks. What is today, the 11th? Uh, today is the 11th. It is. So do you know what that means tomorrow is? Uh, have no idea. Okay, if you listen to the last few episodes, you probably heard me talk about it. Tomorrow, January 12th, would be National Quitters Day. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I remember you saying that. Yeah. So I thought that, um, yeah, here we are. Have you quit yet? No, I, I choose a word of the day and not a New Year's resolution. <laughs> not a word of the day, a word of the year, not a New Year's resolution. Are you so abiding, no, Jeannie? I am abiding, Shell. That's Michelle. awesome. Good. I love that. <laughs> that gentle reminder that the word is versus hard and fast. So I've got a question for you. Okay. So uh, what is one thing that motivates you? Mm. Okay, so top level, um, I would say my family. Um, I will do just about anything for my family uh, and making sure that they're taken care of or protecting them. So if I'm demotivated, but it would somehow impact my family, that's a huge motivation for me. Uh, More internally, like an internal motivation, I would say that operating under the philosophy that um, everything I do is I'm supposed to be doing for God and for an audience mm-hmm. of one um, often propels me and motivates me. What about you? So, yeah, if I had to think like external, like what motivates me? I, I mean, I'm a deadline person. Okay. Like if I am given a deadline, then I that motivates me to complete whatever task it is Got that it. I want to do okay. um, or that I need to do per se. Uh, internal motivation, um, I think deep down, and this might get a little deep, like I just, I strive for excellence, but I think it's because what I do, I take as a reflection on me, Mm. you know? And so it's like, I, whenever I want to do something, I want to do it well, but I was also drilled that scripture of Mm -hmm. whatever you do, do it for the Lord and not for men. Mm -hmm. And I remember as a kid, just being upset one day that I had to clean the toilet and my mom (laughs) telling me, that do it as unto the Lord, you know, and not men. So to that day, I laugh about, to this day, I laugh about it thinking like, no matter what it is, Mm. whether I'm doing dishes, doing laundry, anything like that, do it as unto the Lord and not men, because then it is a reflection of how I am showing that I worship him. Awesome. Hey, we're super excited that you joined us today on the Gritty Girls podcast where we get down to the nitty gritty of life, marriage, faith, family, and today, motivation. So when you think of motivation, like how how would you define motivation, Shell? Motivation, I think, would be uh, what causes you to act Mm. to accomplish things. Yeah. That's exactly like if I looked it up, it says it's a desire to act in the service (laughs) of a goal. (laughs) Shell is now your dictionary, (laughs) people. No. (laughs) Move over, (laughs) Miriam Webster. (laughs) Hey, I think that was actually two men, right? So I mean, like you took the place of no. Shattering the glass ceiling. Sorry, Liv, we're tired and you're getting a little (laughs) glimpse into the way our minds work. So when I was looking at motivation, for this week, I found that there's two different types of yeah. motivation. And we kind of alluded to that a little bit mm-hmm. when we were talking about what mo- motivates us, but there's extrinsic. Mm-hmm. So meaning there's external motivation or there's intrinsic, meaning internal motivation. And I just want to kind of go through the differences okay. of the two. So 
external motivation is that is any reason that somebody does the work that they're going to do other than the joy of doing the work itself. Okay. We've now put all homework assignments, <laughs> all projects for work, all of those fall under untrend. Okay. Yeah. External, external motivation. Uh-huh. And the thing is there are three things that must take place for external motivators to work. Okay. The first one is expectancy. So what that means is that you're, you're believing that your increased effort will lead to an increased mm. performance. Yep. Okay. So that's the first element. Then the second one is instrumentality. That's believing that you're, the better your performance mm. it will be noticed and then you will be rewarded okay. for that. And then the third one is valence, meaning that you're wanting the reward that is promised you. Okay. So those three th- three things have to be in place to be a successful external motivator. Okay. Okay. So now internal motivation, intrinsic motivation, completely different. So this is a drive that comes purely from within. So it's not related to or due to any hope of a reward or a deadline or an outside pressure. The thing that I found fascinating about internal motivators is it's much, much more powerful. Mm -hmm. It's extremely powerful because it's integrated into identity Mm -hmm. and it serves as a, just a constant source of motivation for a person. Absolutely. Um, I, that's really interesting because I would also say for me, what I notice is, um, external motivation. If that is your core motivator, like there's all things, all of us have things that motivate us externally, right? But if we're only using external motivators, that's really about behavior Mm. where internal motivation is about character. Wow. That's interesting that you can just sum it up like that. So external is what again? External would be about behavior. Behavior. Right. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. It's the right thing to do. I'm going to get a reward for doing Mm -hmm. this. Whether I want to do it or not, I'm going to do it because there's an expectation that I get it done. Where internal is about, it is because of who I am that I'm going to do this regardless of the reward or the expectations on the outside. Wow. My brain just totally went to parenting right now, people. Not going (laughs) to lie. Like, how do you motivate your children? Uh Uh-huh. Because what's going to be more successful is instilling them to have internal motivation. Anyway, we'll talk more about that in a different podcast episode. I think that's really right. There you go. Next parenting episode. We'll talk about motivation and parenting. Yeah. Um, But I think going back to what you and I said at the beginning, right? Like you said, one of my internal motivators Mm -hmm. is... um, it reflects on me. Mm -hmm. And um, also when I said it, it, like I'm supposed to be doing this for God and nobody else, like at the end of the day, right? Like those internal motivators, those are about the character that's being built within us, not about the reward or the behavior. And the funny thing is I can do a lot of things for reward or behavior, right? Um, In sales, they always talk about people who are, um, like afraid to pick up the phone for a sales call and and they'll say, but listen, if I were to tell you that the Sears Tower has a million dollars at the top of it and all you have to do is get there by midnight tomorrow night, you'd do whatever it takes to get there. I mean, that's fair and that's true, right? Or would I? Mm. 
because if I'm if I'm only taking an external motivation, the money's great for a minute, but if it costs me my family, which is an internal motivation for me, I'm not going to sacrifice that to get there. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to look at motivation in both of those perspectives to be able to really say, okay, when I'm coming up on something, is my resistance because it's part of, it's not who I am? Or is my resistance because like, I just don't want to do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, and I, I'll tell you, like, I am a person who I have to get really motivated to do something. I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily a procrastinator, but it's just like, sometimes I feel like I just don't even have mm-hmm. the drive to, mm-hmm. to do it. So what would you tell me, Shell, when I'm having trouble feeling motivated? Okay. Like what, what are some tips you would give me? Yeah. So I think, um, the first question that I would ask you is why are you doing it? Ooh, why am I doing whatever it is I'm doing? Oh goodness. So what would that reflect? Yeah, it could reflect, um, doing something out of obligation rather than desire. Okay. And it could also reflect, am I looking for a reward? Maybe that's not there. Am I looking for, um, recognition from a person uh, or am I resistant to do it because if it's actually contrary to who I am and what I should legitimately be doing with my life? That's so interesting. That's good. Asking a question to try to figure out why. Right. So then the next thing is you may come up and say, well, because I really feel like I'm supposed to do it. So then the next question comes, what's standing in my way from doing it? Is it that I've overbooked my schedule? Is it that um, I don't know how to do Mm. what I need to do? Is it that I'm afraid it's going to go and people, there are people out there who will laugh when I say this and another group of people who will be like, oh my goodness, is it that I'm afraid I'm going to be successful and then I don't know what to do, Uh. Uh, right? Or am I going to step too far out of my safety zone Mm -hmm. that then I'm open to potential hurt or potential disappointment or all of those things, right? Mm -hmm. So once you get past why am I doing it, if you feel like, yeah, this is something I should do or I want to do. Then mm-hmm. the next step becomes what's holding me back. What are the things legitimately that are causing me mm-hmm. to hesitate on that? Um, I would say I'm like you in a capacity, like I have big places, like things that I think God's put in front of me to do. And one of the things that I noticed toward the end of 2023 was that I didn't know how to do them. So I hesitated to step into doing them mm-hmm. and recognizing that it's okay to say, I don't know how to do this mm-hmm. next thing. And then surround yourself with the people who do know how to do it can be the thing that reinfuses your motivation. Yeah. And I feel like when I look at myself too, if I am feeling extremely overwhelmed mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily if I don't know how to do something or whatever, but it's just like, man, this thing is huge. And just having somebody to help you break it down into smaller pieces Mm -hmm. so it doesn't feel as overwhelming. I always think of like, how do you eat an elephant? One One bite bite at a time, time. you know, Mm -hmm. like you just keep going and figuring it out to where it's not so overwhelming. Sure. And I think that actually goes back to, um, um, atomic habits. Again, uh, a book that I talk about a lot where, where he says that, you know, every action you take is a vote for the kind of person you want to become. And then he, he talks about using the language of, I am a person who is this way. Right. And I think that's become a really good 
motivator for me to be in the space of why do I want to do this? Well, because I'm a person who makes healthy choices, because I'm a person who finishes what they start, because I am a person who does that helps kind of lead you through that procrastination while still recognizing it's okay that I, I don't know what to do, that I, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Um, I think another caution for me, like as I have worked in this in my own life, you know, the heart is deceitful. Yes. And when we're talking about motivation, unfortunately, sometimes we decide to do good things with really bad motives. And, uh, we may say, well, I'm doing, I'm helping this person, right? Or I'm going to, I'm going to give generously here. But what we're wanting is the external feedback of, oh, what a beautiful person you are. Oh, what, Mm. and, and that negates the whole reason that we're doing these right and beautiful things if we have wrong motives with them. And uh, Proverbs actually talks about that in um, Proverbs 16, where it says only God knows the motives of the heart, right? And, um, I, the full verse says people may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Mm -hmm. And when we're in a situation, even back to what you said, where you're like, gosh, I'm just not doing it. It's getting before the Lord again Mm -hmm. and saying, am I trying to do something that you really don't want me to do? And that's why it's so hard for me to do it. And I, I have Mm -hmm. zero desire to actually follow through and finish it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like all the points that you were giving all deal with looking at internal motivation mm-hmm. for sure, because it's something that you you can control more yeah. or less, right? And I think as a culture and society today, I think people don't like to take the time to mm-hmm. look <laughs> internally and to ask those questions, mm-hmm. you know, and do you think that's due to a fear of what, they feel they might find when they start asking themselves these questions? Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, we have such a take control, own it, go make big things happen. Uh, Even social media culture that unless you're recognized by the millions, you don't have value or worth that we Mm. allow those external things to make us think that our life is nothing if we are not all the things that everyone else is and to walk in humility and step back enough to say, I'm secure in who I am. And if that means that you are better at something than I am, but I'm faithful at what mm-hmm. I have in front of me, um, I, I'm still okay. Right. I'm, I'm still worthy. I'm still mm-hmm beautiful. Uh, it's interesting to me. There's a huge resurgence on Instagram of the homestead culture. Oh yes. Uh, which, um, I'm going to have a Gen X comment for a minute. All it is to stay at home moms with a new title. Right. Um, (laughs) I mean, um, and I love it. I love that women are finding value and they're finding Mm -hmm. those things. Uh, but when did we ever get in the world of saying that you're diminished because you're home caring for your children and your family and you love to make bread and Mm -hmm. have a quiet life, right? Like when did we as a culture shift that that was a bad thing? So I love watching young women and moms come back to a thing of saying, this is beautiful and I love this and it's Mm -hmm. okay if if you don't. Um, But, you know, I think that that's a motivation thing. An external motivation is the culture around us and what it's preaching at us. We think we have to somehow live up to. Mm -hmm. So when I was looking at uh, motivation and just thinking like why, 
do people, you know, set a goal or whatever? Why do they fail? Um, and I found some interesting things. So there's four things that they say people tend to do Mm -hmm. when they have not met a goal or their motivation is down and all this. And, um, and I kind of alluded to this personally. So the first one is they set overwhelming goals for themselves. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's some big things out there, but if it's overwhelming, then you're going to shut down. It's going to decrease your motivation. It's January 11th and I've never gotten off my couch and I'm going to run a marathon in three months. Right. Like those, Mm -hmm. that's a perfect example of an overwhelming goal or, um, I am going to, uh, go to the gym for two hours a day, every single day. And yet you only have 45 minutes at home every day to be able to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And so being realistic in, in your goals and starting small, we talked about eating the elephant Mm -hmm. one bite Mm -hmm. at a time, one bite at a time. Guess what? Five minutes at the, at the gym sounds dumb, but five Mm -hmm. minutes is five minutes more than you spent yesterday. Mm -hmm. And, and if you spend five minutes for an entire week, you're now at 25 minutes with a weekend off a whole lot more than if you set a goal that you're going to go for two mm-hmm. hours a day and quit. Yeah, absolutely. So second thing people tend to do is they tend to engage in an all or nothing mm. type of thinking. So, and I see that be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, and we're going to do working out again here because mm-hmm. it's a great analogy, but I'm going to work out and exercise five days a week and you mm-hmm. miss one day and then it's like, oh, you shut down. I'm, I've totally messed up and I'm not yeah. going to continue. I can only do it all five days or not at all. Correct. Well, and I think shift, that's a mindset shift, right? To say 1% improvement is still 1% improvement. And if you continue to make small steps towards the person that you want to become, you look up and 12 months later, you have made massive improvements. Um, again, like with the marathon, you don't go out and run 26.2 <laughs> miles in a day. You have to start by walking 10 feet mm-hmm. and then you walk a hundred feet and then maybe you yep. run. And, and so like giving ourselves permission to trip and to fall and to mm-hmm. get back up, I think as a coach, the thing that I have learned is that the most profound indicator of your success in a goal is what happens the first time you trip. You know what? That's amazing because it's like you see my, you know, what I'm going to say next. This is crazy oh. <laughs> because the the third thing why people tend to not be motivated and to fail is because they don't anticipate obstacles that they will yes. encounter. Oh, gosh. We, we're, you're going to get there, right? It doesn't matter what you want to do in your life in the next year or in your business or in your career. You always are going to face hurdles. So to anticipate what am I going to choose to do when the first hurdle comes? Maybe the best thought that you can have when starting mm-hmm. a goal. Absolutely. Or even in like, to me, like talking to somebody, like you said, that who's been there before, mm-hmm. because maybe they can tell you, oh, you're going to encounter this, this, and this. Correct. So that way you're aware of what the obstacle is, not mm-hmm. just how am I going to respond if, you know, when I come up to an ox- uh, obstacle. I think one of the most uh, precious things and I'm, I'm biased about little ones, but one of the most precious things for me that I love watching is a toddler when they're getting ready to walk, right? And they stand up and you've got mom and dad who are so excited with video cameras everywhere and they're like cheering them on. Not one parent yells at a child when they fall, right? Mm. They, do, they don't because what are they doing? They're learning how to walk, 
they don't know how to walk yet. They're learning how to walk or riding a bicycle, right? In the next season of life. And you you watch dad and he's feverishly holding onto the back of the bike and there's like this toddled. Nobody goes, well, you didn't get that right the first time. And yet we do that to ourselves when it comes uh. to change and to goals. We are so vicious with ourselves instead of going, you're a toddler learning to walk today. And I'm gonna I'm gonna cheer that you even attempted to walk. I oh, love that. Love that. We are we are given permission to be toddlers people when we we're are. looking at our goals and what we want to do. Just have lots of padding. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that just totally reminded me. It's totally tangent here. But as a family, we went ice skating one time when we were little oh. and dad was so scared of us all falling <laughs> that he wrapped us all in foam. <laughs> and so here we're, we are ice skating with a bunch of foam because he knew we were going to fall. Oh, so, so you are toddlers and wear your foam people. That's right. <laughs> All right. Deep thoughts with Jeannie's listening. <laughs> so the last last thing they say that people tend to do when they're failing is they beat themselves mm-hmm. up when they get off track. Yeah. I would say um, the human mind is, is an incredibly intense thing. And uh, what's interesting to me when I sit across from a client or when I'm talking with someone at church is the number of things that that human being has said to themselves that they would never say to someone they cared about. That's so true. Mm-hmm. And and hearing like hearing ourselves bash us on the inside, right? Is we're doing the damage to ourselves and I would never like intentionally slam my hand in a desk, right? Like over and over to to break my finger and yet I will cripple myself with the things that I tell myself inside my head. And learning to to stop that cycle and renew your mind to be honest, right? It's okay to say I failed. It's it's okay to say I failed big time. But to put failure in its proper context will be the deciding factor on whether you do anything or whether 12 months from now you're sitting there with the exact same life you have today. Mm-hmm. So as we're coming to the end of our time, what is one final thought you would leave with our listener, Shell? I mean, we've got had a lot of nuggets throughout we have had had a lot of nuggets uh yeah i would say uh, do the work to look internally and unleash the power that's already there to accomplish amazing things through the goodness of god Absolutely. Love that. So we're so glad that you guys have been listening with us. And with our topic of motivation, what stood out to you in what you just heard? And what are you supposed to do with this information? Are you like me and just you get overwhelmed easily and you are reminded to take smaller steps? Uh, And then thirdly, who is someone you need to share this with? I am excited to hear the feedback from this. And I really hope that you guys will take the time to comment or to send us a message or uh, let us know how you are going to find your internal motivation for 2024. I'm excited that we got to remind you tomorrow is Quitter's Day. So don't quit tomorrow. You're better than that. (laughs) And we hope you'll join us again next week on the Gritty Girls podcast where we get down to the nitty gritty of life, marriage, faith, and family.